this whenever we want to. Like, oh, if you have to go to the bathroom break, you should be like, cut, and just we'll stop it. And you can go, you can come back, you know, it's not, you can edit that out if you want. Okay, drive. Here we go. Delicious mic. Right. Also, for like segments, like bits, like here's, um, this was with the news. I wonder if it'll play through this. No, I'm not going to do that. Um, all right, so we'll just get this up here. Episode one. I think I was watching something about Star Wars on YouTube, obviously, when I saw this. <laughs> so I, I downloaded, um, now this is pod racing. <laughs> Got to make it, now this is podcasting. I was thinking about how to change stuff too, yeah. I have the Qui-Gon quote for something. Okay, so um, this has been recording the whole time. Okay. I don't like how that is. Do you want to use the, you good? Yeah, I think so. All right. Um, I think it's picking me up. We have an audio mark for this. Beep. All right, so this is um, episode one of Lift Talk. Um, we're going to start off basically choosing ourselves um, and gave basically doing a background of why actually we're doing this and for what purpose or, you know. Um, I'll start off. Uh, my name is Ed. Um, my background with bikes is I biked as a kid like everybody does on crappy BMX bikes, you know. Uh, crappy mountain bikes. We didn't have anything cool when I was a kid. Um, stopped for a while when I got cars and uh, school and everything like that and um, recently have come back to it over the past couple of years um, and really has kind of just taken to it. You know, I, I love it now. It's taken um, over. Think, like everything else, it kind of invades your life with every hobby. Um, so that's kind of my thing. I'm not like the most uh, technically inclined yet, I don't think, but hopefully I can learn and kind of go and progress with it. Um, so I don't know who we're going to have rotating in, but today we have Riley. So... Hey, Riley. Hi, Ed. Long-time listener. First-time caller. <laughs> First-time caller, First yeah. First-time caller. <laughs> uh, I, I started back in uh, back in my wee days riding to and from work um, on, a, on an old trek. And, uh, it was like a 920 or an 8, something like that? It was a 6,000. Trek 6,000, Trek huh? 6,000. Zero suspension. Uh, it had a little bit of suspension. Those are, those are rock shocks up front with like the... the yeah, I think it was a Judy. The stanchion covers? Judy. Yeah, yeah, those things are sweet. I wish they would come back. Beautiful. Yeah. Um, and you're what, what, so you're you're a bike mechanic, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, how long have you been doing that for? Uh, almost nine years now. Really? Yeah. So that's pretty. So I mean, I've seen you work on things. It seems like you've seen your share of you know mechanical issues. Um, oh yeah. I feel like you're pretty co- like confident in fixing everything. It looks like you've <laughs> I've seen. Um, for everybody who don't know, he works at a bike shop that I bring my bike to, and I when I break it, and usually fixes uh, myself up really well. Or when I try to do something and I screw it up massively. So uh, yeah, um, I'm hoping that you can kind of fill in like knowledge gaps in that area. You know, yeah, I can, um, I can do some some technical mumbo jumbo. Yeah, you know, um, and you're more um, technically inclined, and in, you know, with this stuff. So I figured you'd be the perfect one to start this out with. You know. Yeah. Um, we have a couple more mics inputs, so we can have at least, I think, two others. I don't know who would ever be doing this or who we can get, else we can get, but I mean, well, at some point, some yeah, yeah, at some point, there's a plan <laughs> that we can add a couple here and there, you know. Yeah. Um, ooh, sorry, I didn't, I didn't realize when you take it away from the middle, it sounds actually pretty bad when you don't move it. <laughs> um, sorry, guys, we're actually this is all completely new setup too. Um, I don't know, we're I'm new to podcasting. I think, have you ever done something like this, Riley? I have not. So he's new to this too. Um, it, I researched it slightly, and we seem to have a decent mixer. I don't know; it's a Behringer. Um, I think we're supposed to cut the red wire. Yeah, I see <laughs> exactly. So that's see, um, but I mean, it's working. I think, and the lights are flashing, and it looks like Audacity is recording. So I think we might be okay. Um, let us know if it sounds, you know, absolutely terrible. I guess you know. <laughs> um, 
what else should I mention here? Oh, I wanted to bring this up kind of now too. Um, there is an Instagram account for it. Um, uh, it has not been really doing much, just kind of putting stuff out there. Yeah, I got everybody wants to also wants to do that. It's at Lift Talk Podcast, and that's two T's. I was all right, so I know it was two de- T's. at Lift Talk Podcast, one word. Um, I was debating on just making it the single T, but I mean, it looked kind of weird. I don't know, so I prefer it this way because it's like very specific and like it says the entire you know the entire name at Lift Talk Podcast. So um, if anybody has wants to follow that, go ahead. Or if it has questions, I don't know. Uh, you can direct it at you know Riley or Ed or you know whatever. Um, there's just photos on there I think now, and I think maybe some videos, but really not much. Um, but yeah, give it a follow and uh, we'll have updates on like, you know, when things are coming out. You got it? Yeah. Yeah. All right, cool. So he's he's on it. Um, hashtag lift talk, hashtag lift talk podcast. Um, the whole thing came out of my, actually my friend Sam was the one that kind of was started this because we were talking about doing a podcast while we were kind of just hanging out biking on the mountain once. And we were like, what what could we have for a name? You know, and he came up with the, oh, we're on the lift right now. We're talking about it's lift talk. Um, and I eventually want to get into the th- habit of like getting on a lift at a park and getting interviews with certain people. Like it would be cool to have or invite people out to come ride and then, you know, yeah, little, little guest interviews on the mountain. How cool would that be? Right. Yeah. Um, I will probably sneak in skiing stuff here too, because I'm starting to get into that more too. And it's lift access, I guess. And it seems to be a huge crossover in a lot of people Oh yeah, like that and climbing and, or sorry, bouldering or I don't know. There's a distinct difference between the two of them. Apparently I would my friend Redford, Redford would be yelling at me right now, like, oh, come on, Ed, you should know this. <laughs> um, yeah, so what else we got here? Oh, here we go. I like how your bikes, bikes, bikes every day of the week. I didn't see you updated that. This is great. Yeah, I did. I like the, co- oh, man, this is the first time I've, like, collaboratively used Google. Do you want to keep going with this? Yeah, sure. All right, cool. So I'll cut this out maybe if you want one, or we could just keep it going. I didn't mean to interrupt. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I was I was riding to get to and from work, um, and then um, started finding trails along the way that just kind of ballooned out from that. Um, and yeah, from there, it has been bikes, 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 pretty much every day, <laughs> all the time. Yeah. Um, for me, as opposed to potentially Ed, who's who likes the uh, the downhill. Getting getting wacky. I like the, yeah, I like the Sandy. I like to get a little bit rowdy. It's fun. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm more about the exploration stuff. So finding new stuff. A lot of the time, that's pretty slow going. Uh, at least for me. <laughs> you, you know what? I'll give you that. Like your adventuring, uh, backpacking stuff is you know top top notch. Uh, I will, however, say that uh, for like an XC style stuff too. The the uh, this dude is fast. I don't you know. There's some modesty there, but I mean, I couldn't keep up when I tried. Like you know, out here in the woods, Mediocre. you know. Yeah, so medium well. <laughs> it's compared to me, I'm, I guess maybe I'm lagging behind, you know. Um, but yeah, his. Uh, what do you have now for a bike pack? What did you just take on that trip? Uh, on the the big bike packing trip, I have a salsa Fargo all loaded up. Yeah, and that thing was to the gills, literally. I'm gonna yeah. have, that must have been a fifty pound ride after all that, right? Uh, yep. Uh, it makes the actual mountain biking part a little difficult with all that weight. Yeah. Did you do you use like a what like a a really like a better really tire or specific tires or what? Um, yeah, I run, um, I actually found the Vittoria tires that I've got on there roll pretty good and are grippy enough for that kind of bike. Yeah. And they don't, uh, they're a harder rubber compound, so they don't wear out quite as quick. 
Been hearing a lot more about Vittori. You like them as tires? Um, not interestingly enough, not on the mountain bike. Really? The reasons that I like it on the touring bike are kind of why I don't like it on the mountain bike. Okay. Okay. I, so yeah. it's not. Oh, so those reasons basically would be counterproductive on a mountain bike, but they're perfectly suited yeah, for what for that. Yeah, for me anyway. That's that's my take on it. Yeah. yeah also, you've also had the Terravails on there, and you on your other bikes, and you've been in yes, love with those, huh? Those have been awesome. Ah, I just and they look sweet. Yeah. For every out there, it's like they're the skin. They're skin walls, like that he's got. Um, and I'm so like tempted to put them on my salsa just because see how it looks, you know. Um, I hopefully I can get into more of a bike packing adventuring thing because that's kind of how we started out, like. Mm, when I was a kid too, like I just wanted to get out and go fishing in spots yeah. and we needed the bikes to get out there, you know? Um, so yeah, he, we're trying to get myself onto like a journeyman or something I can maybe convert or what is it? Like maybe a cutthroat or something like that. Yeah. Um, we can start stringing together some really long rides. Yeah. That sounds really lines, awesome. Yeah. All sorts of little single track sections. We've got the Bay circuit trail nearby. Like ET style, like, you know, and they're yes. out in the woods, you know, deep in the woods, you yes. know? Um, what did you just get something that you got a new, is that another bike packing bike? You crazy? Yeah. <laughs> what is that? Um, that's that's a salsa warbird that I've got now. That's technically uh, their like cyclocross or gravel bike. Yeah, I love um, how you do technical. You said technically because even <laughs> even you know that there's I, a very blurred line. I'll do whatever with it. I mean, I've seen the <laughs> there are videos out there people riding Whistler on bikes like that. So that's a little. All right, so that's. I mean, I'm all for like testing yourself, but that just Those seems like. The hero, like yeah, I guess that's like a spirit animal, like just just go rowdy on anything, you know. Oh yeah, but also there's some sort of level of maybe stupidity, I don't know. Yes, absolutely. But I guess maybe that's requirement. It's a requirement, right? <laughs> that's yeah. That's why we're here. So that's a good point. All right. Um, oh, I wanted to bring this up too. Um, theme song. I just picked a random beat I found that I didn't have to pay for, right, to get it nice. going. Um, and I'm thinking I'm gonna have maybe rotating or changing at some point, and we can kind of differ. Um, so if anybody gets attached to it, if anybody actually likes it. Uh, let me know. It's just a little ditty, though. It's, it's um. Oh, should we could play it back. I wish. See, this is why I wish I had. I knew what I was doing more. I have a board that can press it and do a sound clip of it. You know. Uh, so I mean, eventually we can just do like acapella iterations of it. And just do it yourself, we like just, zing, zing, zing. Right, yeah. <laughs> we do all the sound clips by a exactly. cheesy like that. I kind of like yeah. that actually. Yeah. Right. Um. If anybody out there is listening, they actually anybody actually listens to this and knows how to actually get like a mixer board set up. Like I've seen stuff with an iPad, like an old iPad as an input, and we can there's apps for it. Um, but I don't have an iPad yet. Maybe I'll get an old crappy POS one somewhere and try it out. Or someone who just wants to come on and do 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 do. Oh, just have somebody do background noise. That'd be sweet. Here's the news, you know, like super old timey. Um, and we're gonna try to have like segments on here. Maybe not all the time. Um, but you know, it's regularly like I want to do like maybe some industry news. Um. What else? Uh, like this segment I was thinking about, like called "What's Up?" What's up with the, you know people who are we're in, in with and we can talk about. Um, so actually, let's we can cut to that now. Actually, um, I'll, I guess I can have that in the too. This is going to be fun after the processing, right? Yeah, it is. This might be interesting. All right, so <laughs> we're gonna go the news. Really, really? Okay. Do you hear what he just said? Do you hear what he he just said? Why don't you, for once in your life, just do the f-ing news? All right. No, 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 no. I'm gonna do. No, I'm gonna do the. F- no, here is the f***ing news. <laughs> Cut to that. Um, all right, so um, I heard about something about two weeks back, and it was kind of like mystifying to me because all the hate for e-bikes, you know, it's not hate, I guess. It's more of like a divided, uh, people either love it or they hate it, you know. Um, but the Enduro World Series announced they're launching an e-bike World Series in the EWSE for 2020. Um, I'm in. I don't know. Uh, 
because you have what? How many mile sections between? Like it could be vary when you're climbing up to come back down. Is it just going to make the courses longer? I don't know what the effect of it's going to have. Like, did you get what I'm saying? Like, is it going to, it's probably going to be tougher, but you're also doing, pulling a 60 pound bike too, you know? My uh, my biggest concern with things like this is that in general, when a thing becomes a race, whether it's cycling or running or whatever you might like to do, the racing organization makes it less fun. Oh, it takes the fun out of it. Yeah, it kills <laughs> Taking it. Taking a fun thing, putting rules on it. Yeah, so you know. I mean, sometimes it works, but other times it uh, people get a little a little over over the top with it. Go too much, go too far. So are you, I mean, you race, you've raced though. You're a fan of racing in general. Yeah. 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 It's just not like. There's some, there's some racing organizations that I won't mention that I'm not a huge fan of. Well, uh, we'll keep that to ourselves. Um, <laughs> you, you probably know who you are, I'm guessing. Yes. Right? Um, I, I get that point of view, you know, I think it would be cool to try, like, I, have you tried e-bikes, right? E- e- yes. e- EMTBs? Yeah. Uh, do you have to take a second battery pack with you? Like, um, do you it, it depends. Like if. If you're doing most of the ranges on them are say like 50 miles or so, yeah, it's like an average, which is pretty darn good. Yeah. Um, if you're doing any longer than that, that's a that's a long day. Yeah. Um, but yeah, a lot of them now you can tack on a second battery pack too. For I'm I'm guessing that a lot of these EWS ones they will kind of start beefing up the mileage a little bit. Yeah. With, with e-bikes included, you probably have to beef up the frames on those. I think too. The added weights. Also, what about like all I could think of is like wrecking that thing somewhere and like OT being and having like, a lithium ion battery fire in your face. Like, you know, <laughs> how horrible would that be? Or like it burns up right there in that the trail. That would be bad. Yeah, um, so. As far as I know, none of the California wildfires have been blamed on that. <laughs> yet. Um, <laughs> as far as I know. Yes. As far as we um, know, yes. There, so there are some of the batteries out there, say, like, unfortunately, a lot of those like Amazon ones. Um, the random they, um, foreign batteries, maybe? Yeah, yeah. mystery batteries. Uh, they can catch fire. Um, a lot of the mainstream ones are pretty darn smart. They have a lot of like uh, like heat protection modes and uh, overcapacity protection modes. Um, and they are all pretty darn intelligent as far as the actual battery is concerned. Pretty, pretty, pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> um, you could you could overheat that thing or chuck it off a bridge. And I don't think they would explode unless you like put it in a literal fire. So basically stay away from cheap, crappy e-bikes that have yeah. questionable parts and sources. Yeah. Just don't, uh, don't leave them plugged in overnight. <laughs> I feel like that should be general knowledge at this point, right? Unless it's maybe yeah. like a, yeah, you think, right? It says the police uh, chief of fire. who's like, yeah, we have so many fires for that. Right. Um, all right. So, I'm down for e- the e-bike world series, uh, Endeavor world series. I don't know. Uh, I just want to see people going fast. And if it, I, if you can go faster downhill on them, I'm all, I'm down for it. I'm, I'm oh, yeah. all for it. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't think the, um, that's another interesting thing with the e-bikes is I don't think the speed downhill is going to change much. I think people that can go downhill fast on a, on a downhill bike, are going to go the same speed downhill on an e-bike. Like give basically like Giatherton like an e bike versus a regular bike and he's probably just gonna he's rip gonna no matter be about what. The same speed, yeah. yeah just because it's it's coming down to they're all so fast at that point that it comes more down to their like technical skills than than actual like being able to pure accelerate. speed and just brute force everything and jump yeah. everything. Yeah, yeah that's actually a really good point. Actually, comes in is um, the climbing, of course, and some of the flatter stuff you know actually now that you say that it brings up a good point i wonder if the added weight say i mean it is lower center of gravity usually in the bike so 
but would that affect dramatically handling you think like say compared to a lighter thinner not you know more agile bike that you could pick up a very fast line like a much quicker back and forth you know so that could be actually i could see a detriment going down when the speed is not really the limiting factor yeah, yeah. absolutely i think it I think it does depend upon the course too. Like there's some, if you have a course that requires you to be lifting up the bike a lot, then yeah, that added battery is going to be a pain. You're basically going to need to be the incredible Hulk after like the 30th mile. Basically, yes. you know, this is going to be yes. brutal. Even with an Absolutely. e-bike, you'd probably be tired, you know, yeah. um, that beats you up. Like you would not believe. Um, what else do we have here? Uh, I had a couple things here. Another thing here that I thought was kind of cool is the pink bike, um, drive trains, the, the, uh, basically inboard drivetrains instead of a derailleur and like a set you have like a machine gearbox in the bottom bracket um taking over for that you know the it's supposed to be less weight um shifting or load is supposed to be in you know extremely good um i want to try one it's probably gonna be years before we see anything that's like that you know um just due to the fact that's probably a billion dollars now you know yeah i think um Pinion is probably the most well-known Pinion, yeah. gearbox, yeah. Um, and they've been they've been around for a while. The where they have the most success is some um, custom kind of frame builders in um, in like the UK and Europe. Yeah, just because they're a lot more used to a lot more into the sport for one thing, and a lot more used to uh, some really gross conditions over there. Oh, so that's basically a drive for a gearbox. Yeah, yeah, having it all having it all contained. Um, cause if anyone here has ridden through mud, I mean, you know how, uh, you know how that derailleur doesn't like that. It just clogs it completely oh, up. Yeah. So, I mean, the, uh, the, I, that's something that, that, what I was reading about that, you know, spurring this was the, um, this company zeroed, um, shit, they have a developing a new, uh, was it, sorry, how to pronounce it? Katipo gearbox for a 29, uh, Katipo, um, and that's their gearbox 29er. Um, and I read about it on pink bike actually, about all places. Um, oddly enough, there also seems to be, um, a 27.5 version of it too. Um, but I mean, if you get to, I'm looking at this here now, um, I thought there was a dork disc at first. I was like, are you kidding me? Um, it just looks like there's basically two chain, almost chain rings front and back, just like a direct drive and a, like an idler pulley set up on the bottom, you know, like basically take up chain slack. Um, it looks incredibly light. Like there's a very small yeah, amount of parts, you know? just looks like a dr- regular drivetrain without the yeah. rear mech derailleur on it at all or a tiny 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 cassette like a single speak set almost yeah and at the end of the day they're the same they're the same technology that's going into those internal drive hubs which have been around for a long time now what now is this similar to, to the one you have uh it's a similar idea yeah yeah um, but you use a belt drive on yours yeah. and yours is encased back here it seems yeah, it looks exactly. like the shift cassette is still here but the shifting is in the rear yes okay yeah um, and yeah, when you do the, when you do the, the gearbox internally, like near the bottom bracket, like, um, like on the zero that it's talking about, yeah. um, you definitely get a lot more, like the weight is a lot more centralized. Um, cause those, those hubs are heavy. Yeah, uh, that's a good point too. I forgot about that. I mean, and look how, I mean, the bottom bracket is actually extremely high still cause you have a small, looks like a smaller chain ring up front, you know? Yeah. That, that one's pretty impressive. Um, a lot of them in the past, and this is, always been one of the big problems with gearboxes is first of all you have to design a custom frame for it you can't just put it on any bike there's not like a retro kit you can go uh, in the you, bb spinning for that thing that's that's a lot of internal mechanisms that you need to chuck into that frame there so it's probably limited to like a you'd think a larger manufacturer more r&d but it's i guess they're a smaller bike company boutique maybe yeah yeah i don't even know i know the msrp on this it's probably 
uh, more than like a used car I can look at, you know. So, um, uh, yeah, it's, it's, I'm guessing uh, it's carbon, you know. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, but I mean, it's gorgeous too. I love the way that the frame is set up too. Um, let's see, 140 trail. Oh, so you could basically there's two setups here: 140 trail, 160 enduro fronts, or 140 to 170 fork travel as well. Um, yeah, I would love to drive something like that and see how it performs. I don't think it's probably going to be in my future anytime soon, unfortunately. Yeah, I would um, love to see the those um, internal drive units like that make a bit more of a scene. I do think um, with these with e-bikes, actually, kind of going back to that, e-bikes have a pretty similar mounting mechanism for all their um, mid-drive units. Okay. So I feel like eventually we're going to kind of see them kind of dovetail into that um, into a, a more similar mounting style where you can have one or the other and that would be really cool um and i'm sure that like the people at bosch and shimano are even working on kind of integrating the two so having a uh, a motor drive unit that also has gears in it because that would be that would be incredible that's the best of both worlds i mean yeah. basically you can so with that you have a let you can do e-shifting you can do everything from a single controller up front i'm thinking right and it's basically a automatic gearbox in a car almost yeah, you know well, be, i mean some people would not like automatic gearbox or it's like a dsg <laughs> it's, you know it's still a very controversial thing but i i think the the actual technology of it and the the progression of it is is awesome to think about like it opens up a lot of possibilities i think we're i think what we're basically extremely close to a point where we're going to have it's not based not really a motorized but i guess you know the possibility of you know you have an e-bike but you have ABS brakes. You have a mid-drive gear setup with an e-shifting with the electronic option to, you know, I think that's probably going to become a lot quicker than people think, you know. Yeah, I um, think I saw um, Shimano filed a patent for ABS brakes the other day, actually. I did see that. You saw that too, right? Yeah. And actually, did you see those sensors that were listed on the patent? No. Inertial sense, like a ton of stuff. Like, I guess yeah. maybe you can use you know, slowing down or speeding up to affect, you know, how that works. But it looked super interesting. So we're probably going to see that soon, yeah. right? It looked like it was limited to cruisers for now. But the application looked like it transferred over basically to yeah. all bikes, you know? I will say there have been, um, like, quote-unquote, uh, progress in braking systems in the past that have not turned out well. Um, We've done something of, like that, right? Yeah. Yeah, mostly with, like, all the, the old V-brakes and cantilever brakes. Uh, well, I mean, you're starting out with those, what sounds absolutely terrible to try to do that with. Yes. Like, wasn't there a company that vibrated the, the pads while you pressed them or something like that? Yeah, yeah, there, there are a bunch of different um, little takes on it. Uh, some that were more successful than others, but none of them were, were great. Um, they all sucked, by I the think, way. I think we're kind of at a point with technology and bikes where uh, companies can kind of feel free to, like, we've, we've figured out materials in a, in a pretty good way. we figured out the, the basics of braking and shifting and figure that all out. And now we can kind of get a little more creative with it and try to try to push things along a little more. It's a very elegant way of saying that we're not that dumb anymore as a species. <laughs> you know, we figured out some bits, the dumb parts, yeah. you know, so yeah, we've, we've gotten the, we've gotten bicycles in general to a, to a darn good point. Now we're kind of just, it's those marginal gains, but um, being able to being able to improve the entire system um, is pretty cool pretty cool um possibilities coming up i think and all the manufacturing materials are using has basically been ridiculous lately it's we're at like a pre like you said we're at a, a precipice point where it's going to start making you know some insane bikes for cheap too like i mean entry level stuff is getting really, oh, yeah. really good now too yeah um imagine entry level bikes that are made of carbon maybe i don't know yeah 
or you know cheaper oh well, i don't know how the tariffs are affecting that either you know yeah. that's a that's another questionable thing um i don't know that's really dependent on that too because i think that i just was reading that somebody had gotten a waiver yeah some companies. a bunch of companies actually um i want to say it was state bicycle yeah started out they uh they were the only company that uh thought enough to kind of send send the government an email and say hey uh we don't want to pay this money um, <laughs> please yeah okay thanks we and, don't uh they, yeah, they were granted a reprieve, and uh, a few other companies oh, cool. kind of hopped on board with that. Um, fortunately for for all involved, the the reprieves don't apply to just that one company; they apply across the board. Oh, industry wide. So for instance, like I want to say, State Bicycle applied for um, single speed bikes or maybe steel frames or something, and that applied to every product like that across the board that was being imported. Oh. So every company benefited from that. And then from there, it was just different companies taking their other products, trying to get a reprieve on those. So for instance, I saw Parley get a reprieve on their carbon frames mm. um, and that's going to affect pretty much across the board. Uh, people's, people's import on those kind of products. Pricing is, I mean, you think if there's no extra tax, you're guessing you're getting a cheaper kit, right? Yeah. So this is where it gets a little tricky because the, the company will be getting it a little cheaper. They're not going to be having to play, pay those tariffs, but most of them have already upped their prices for the tariffs. Ooh, you get that sweet, sweet margins. So they're going to be basically making so a nice killing off of it. I, I very highly doubt that they're going to be reducing prices back down, <laughs> especially, I mean, they, they are in an environment where it's, it's pretty volatile. They don't know what they're going to be paying at any given time. Yeah, that's actually a good point. Maybe get a stockpile now, or you know, on the other side, maybe I expect some nice R and D out of companies. I have this little stockpile of cash. Like, give me something good next year. Yeah. You know, what do we yeah. got coming? Um, heck yeah! All right. Um, what else do we have for the news? You want to get to anything else yet? I had this something about POC. I guess maybe we could talk about this. It's kind of oh, related. Yeah. So uh, I guess POC is working with a Swedish um, startup to develop a smart helmet that charges themselves via new material that converts light energy from solar or I'm guessing artificial like um, movement powered kinetic sources or something like that um, to an electrical charge. Um, do you want a smart helmet? I mean, do you need, what do you want lights on it? What do you want to do with the smart helmet? Do you want, I mean, can it track, uh, you can track distance. Like, I don't know if that's even, I mean, I can track, I have a watch I have a wearable now. Is it just like a larger wearable on your head? I don't understand. When you crash it, it's going to break. Like, yeah. I don't get the point of it, though, you know? Yeah, it, it, um, I mean, I think your watch would break, too, if you crash hard enough. I mean, you do have a point. <laughs> but the, on one hand, the watch was $180, and I'm guessing yes. a POC smart helmet will be, what, be more. 900 you know? More. Yeah, there's a lot of these, like, smart things coming out. I I like the light ones because I like pretty pretty lights flashing bright like stuff those ones me i tell with like brake lights and headlights those are cool but they're also very expensive so i'm not going to get one um if you, then you can control some of them with handlebar mounted you know turn signals yeah, and everything like that yeah that's cool stuff yeah is it is it like necessary no but it's really cool i wonder if it actually even helps too at night i mean there's been quite studies about lights actually you know work and some that you know figure they don't at a certain period and it's i guess it's kind of a crapshoot still i don't know i've never really haven't looked into that too yeah. much I put lights on all my stuff, even when I'm street riding during the day. It's just a little red light in the back, you know. Yeah, and I don't. It blinks. Yeah, they definitely they definitely call attention to you when um, when you might not otherwise be paid attention to. On yeah. The road. Um, I think um, like 
all the all the smart helmets with those GPS features and um, Specialized has their ANG thing. Yeah. Um, Oakley has, I think they call it like the the radar, um, and all these like kind of interconnected um, smart items for for not just like the the utilities of those lights and that GPS tracking or whatever, but the safety part of they have those crash sensors and all that kind of stuff. Oh, like, that's a really good point that's too. Some pretty cool stuff. If you're out in the woods and you crash and you didn't tell anyone where you were, but then it sends a message to someone. It know? saves your life. Yeah. It's worth breaking yeah, a 900 dollars helmet. I think does we've that. all heard um, stories like that where they're like, oh yeah, I, fortunately I had my phone on me or my Apple watch or whatever. And it sent a notification. And Hey, have you ever had an experience that like similar to that? Like, oh, you know, that bad or been witness to something like that, you know? Um, I have not. I actually on a hold on. That was me knocking on wood. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for that. Yeah. <laughs> um, actually, a, a few weeks ago, I was on a ride with some friends, and um, I ended up crashing in a really stupid way. Um, I was fine, but I actually, at the end of the ride, um, my my uh, Garmin had actually sent a notification to um, oh no to someone that I had on my like list of um, next people to contact. Um, Erroneously. Which, yeah, in, I mean, in but, this case, fortunately, but um, the fact that it actually did that was pretty darn cool. Right? Um, did they freak the person? Freak out? No, they they hadn't got the message yet when I called them. <laughs> so I mean, is that really? I mean, if they don't check their phone for nine hours and you're still dead in the woods, you know, yeah. <laughs> does it go through a list? You have multiple people, you know? Yeah, I, that was kind of my first. Like, I only had that one person on there. It was that was like the first ride with this new Garmin that I had. Uh, which um, no, which Garmin is this? This is the eight thirty. The eight thirty. Um, I don't have a bike computer. Should I get one? I want to get it so I don't have to pull my phone out of my pocket for trail forks, but is that the only reason then I want um, one? I, I love the maps. So they have like, even at least these latest maps on the Garmin's, they have pretty much all the trails out there. Yeah. Um, which is pretty incredible. Um, Ooh, it looks sweet. It looks pretty slick too. Yeah. Ooh. Okay. So 400 bucks, I guess it's not that bad. Can you update the firmware on them? Yes. Okay. Yeah. And you have a sensor bundle that comes with as well. Does it come with it? Like, what do you what What are we talking sensor yeah, so you bundles? Can, you can get it on its own as just the head unit. Or yeah. You can get it with the sensors. Um, I want to say the sensors for they have like a road sensor bundle that's like cadence and speed. Uh, I don't I don't really care about the cadence one in the woods. <laughs> can you can you take can you use this with a power like some sort of power meter too? Yeah, yeah. You can hook it up to power meters. Do you have a power meter in your rides in your bikes? I don't know. No. Do you no, care? I, no, I'd, yeah. I'd be too disappointed anyway. <laughs> With the raw data, looking yeah. at it, staring you in your face, yeah. I got Twenty watts. See, at this point now, you can just guess high. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, right. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that was uh, like twenty thousand watts. You know, I, I respect that. I'm, I'm kind of in that realm too. Like, I don't want to know because it's going to be worse than I think. It, it felt like twenty thousand watts. So. I mean, that's that's what counts. I finished. What that's all exactly. that matters, you know. <laughs> um. So yeah, I guess maybe I'll. T- I guess I should look at getting one. It's yeah, getting annoying. Even just for recording rides, they're they're pretty cool. It records to uh, Strava. Yep. Yeah, oh. you can you can like auto upload to Strava. Um, you can see in one of those pictures that it has like all the trails on there. That's oh. that's probably what I was most. Oh. Whoops. <laughs> yeah, where's where's this, this one here? Uh, yeah, one of those. You touch if you want, guys. Which one? Keep going. Uh, here we go. go. Yeah, you can see like it's got the trails. Oh, and it tells you when the turn ahead of time. Yeah, it's got like the maps of the actual trails, which my old Garmin did not have. So that's that's pretty cool. Um, and it'll actually, 
if those trails are are like named and listed in trail forks, the Garmin is actually pulling most of those trail names. That is so awesome. It'll tell you what trail you're on. So we went up to Kingdom Trails lately and I could tell what trail we were on at any given time. And that was really cool. Oh, I'm kind of jealous of that actually yeah. because that would have saved so much time and guesswork. Yeah, you don't have to like pull out the paper map that's all soggy and sweaty and gross and you know, honestly, I, that's something to be said about that, but I do love my Soggy Grows paper map. <laughs> I think I want to take mine and get it framed, like the old used one, you know, with all the markings on it. That'd mine never cool. last. I yeah. sweat too much. You just burn through it? Yeah. Oh, we have, that's another topic at some point we should get into is sweating because, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> I sweat a lot, by the way. Um, so yeah, so I guess I need a white computer now. Everybody, everybody that's cool and fast has one. I just need to up my game and get it, you know? Oh, God. Imagine, yeah, this is, I feel like all this is just more crap to break too and charge and everything's plugged in and whatever. It's going to be bad for when the apocalypse comes. So I'll just keep to my crappy steel bikes then. Yeah. <laughs> um, do you have any more news that you'd like to cover? Uh, Anything in specific? Um, yeah, I think we talked about, um, yeah, I guess, pretty much. I guess if I come to the kind of come to the conclusion of those, um, like smart helmets, yeah. Um, it's another one of those things that's really cool and a lot of potential, but um, I I don't think it's super relevant to a lot of people yet. Um, it's still in the fridge. Yeah, firstly, like the price is still fairly restrictive. Yeah. Um, and I don't think people see the benefits of that yet. I mean, we're we're still trying to talk a lot of people into wearing helmets. So that's terrifying to me still. <laughs> like the amount of times that, a I bash my head while wearing a helmet. I would have been absolutely dead or like oh, yeah. a vegetable, you know, yeah. in the fact with the fact that people are still like, nah, whatever. It's yeah. weird to me. Do you really have people still, still come into my bikes and don't get helmets? Oh yeah. Oh my gosh. Oh, yeah. yeah. That should, oh man, it's like almost, it should be like a legal requirement. Like you have to leave with one. Yeah. But then people would freak. Yes, they would. Yeah. I mean, I kind of think I would too. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I, I'm a fan. Um, I think it's more of like a halo tech that's going to trickle down to everything yes. at some point. In the next 10 years, we'll have yeah. cheaper smart home. You know, that's yeah. how it's going to be. Um, with recording your crash statistics, like how much G-forces you just subjected your brain to and how much percent CTE you just added to your you know brain, um, which might be interesting, seeing what yeah. you're looking at later in life. <laughs> you, can, you can pack a lot more sensors onto that. So say you have a Garmin or a Wahoo or something and you can kind of connect it to your helmet you can get all sorts of different metrics. Maybe it's measuring your heart rate from there. Maybe it's measuring, Interesting. Uh, maybe you're measuring brain waves or something. I don't know. How much can you, can we get, oh man, we should quantify a Stoke level by looking at brain scans uh, as you're riding. You maybe there's a steez factor somewhere in the, um, the amygdala, whatever, what's it called? <laughs> yeah. I don't know my brain uh, pieces. Sorry guys. Um, well, and then the, the logical next step is um, the specialized Angie brain control device. No, oh, specialized fans and lovers are going to love that one, I guess, and all the haters too, right? It's probably going to be super expensive and people are going to hate on it still, you know? It might be awesome. Um, I like the name. It sounds like a, a weird, like a robot made Angie. Yeah. Yeah, I think that was I think that was the point. It's like, uh, it's like Cortana Siri. or Siri. Yeah. Angie. Yeah, it's like, oh, it's, it's your up, friend. Who comes up with these names? It's your friend. They all happen to be women, which is not super encouraging. It's weird, right? I mean, are you going to have like a bike, uh, a smart helmet. Have like Steve. Yeah, like Bill. Yeah. That's super That's unappealing. It's maybe aggressive. I don't know. Maybe it's like he's not approachable, I guess. Yeah. Soft voice. People are intimidated by it. Yeah. I'll, by I would change my voice, helmets. my smart helmet voice to British too. You know, why not? <laughs> or you can get custom helmets, like you know, custom, you know, uh, audio actors. Ooh. James Earl Jones sleeping in your helmet. Oh, yeah. You have crashed, you know. 
No, you get um, Obi-Wan Force Ghost. <laughs> the Force Ghost voice version only, though. Yeah. Yes. Post. <laughs> um, all right, so basically that wraps up the news. Um, we're going to do, what, should we do another one? Should we talk about KT? Should we do a What's Up segment with us first or what? I mean, I the ordering is kind of know. up to us. Yeah, well, I kind of want to get to the KT. Like the cut to, I know, we can do anything we want. Um, Remember, concentrate on the moment. Feel, don't think. Use your instincts. Let's do, let's do the meat, the meat of it now, right? Yeah. Brought it up, so let's... All right, so this um, segment, uh, episode topic here, this is the main topic of the, we're on topic of the episode here is Kingdom Trails. Um, we've both recently taken trips, both, both, did I just say that? Both <laughs> recently taken trips to Kingdom Trails. Um, and I thought it was absolutely amazing. I've been there a couple times before. Um, Nemefest this year is my first time. Um, great, the atmosphere is amazing. Lots of trail traffic, I will say, though. It's very, you had to basically in the mornings when everybody was still drunk or hungover, you know, from the night, last previous nights or whatever and lazy. Although there was a lot of people out in the mornings because bikers get out early. They see yeah, the they Carpe do. DM, you know. Um, so mornings and evenings were better because it would basically get clogged up and we'd be running heats during the midday, you know. <laughs> up um, Bennington, Burrington's bench, I think it was. And it was not fun. It's like it'd be trained up slowly. Yeah. Terrible. Um, it was so hot that time, too. Um, Went back once again with a group of my friends. I think seven, eight, nine of us. We had an Airbnb, literally right on the trail, right there. That house that cuts you cut across to go to Jaws and the skinnies across, and when you could ride basically right back to the house. It was the best nice. thing ever. Uh, props to that group. You guys were cool. Um, and we went this with a, just a, another group of a couple of friends of mine: Redford, Sam, um, just people I had met before. Nick, who works at I guess a shop in Rhode Island. I want to say it was MBX. Shout out to Nick. Kid Shreds, uh, Kassan, my boy, Kid Shreds doing a hard tail. He's on a specialized fuse, right? Yeah, nice. I knew like a newer one, but plus size, you know. Uh, and he kept, He's dude, killing all he the did, times, I'm sure. he did everything. Yeah, he did. Every, <laughs> I couldn't catch him sometimes. Yeah, and uh, it was funny though because he'd be like, "No, no, no, don't pass. You're you're good. I'm I'm taking a break, you know." Um, but he shredded on that thing. It was crazy. Yeah. Um, and we had an absolute blast. The weather held off decently enough, where you know it wasn't too gross. Um, and yeah, how I loved it so. That's basically my overview. How did you? How was your experience? I don't. You know, I didn't get too many deets yeah. on it. You know. Yeah, I went for the first time a few weeks ago, which is crazy because I've been trying to go there for like five years. Oh, that was your. That was you. That, that was, never that was been there. First time. Oh, so first time. Excellent. Okay. I did try to go on my cross bike once, so it, it's probably a good thing that that one didn't work out. That would have been savage. That would have been too much. I think. Uh, I would have been. You okay, could have done I it. Crashed a few times. Yeah, that's for true. Sure. I definitely would have crashed many times. I know that. <laughs> you know. Yeah. I, I do think, I mean, I've only ever been up there the once, but um, the the fall seems to be, like, perfect time for it. Yeah. Um, we happened to, like, just miss the, the peak kind of, like, foliage season, so it was all on the trails, which made everything a little slippery. Um, I hate that. Oh, it sketches blast. me out sometimes with the weeds, yeah, right? Yeah. So I'm not the only one. No. It was um we were doing some videos of that and I kept telling myself, Oh my god, the leaves and I kept sliding around and yep. feeling squirrely and like yeah. greasy. Um and you gotta get up there early in the day, right? Did you drove yep. up for the day? Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah we went up um started riding at like nine and did a few hours. Um it's it's crazy how much there is up there. Yeah, like I um, think, um what side did you do? I'm gonna pull up a map here too. Yeah, we did um uh I, I don't know any of the names up there. Which did you do the three T's? Any of the three T's? We did two of the three T's. Oh, okay. And then we went over to uh, Heaven's Bench. So you crossed we did, over? Yep, yeah, we crossed over. We went up to... Um, did you go to Dirt Church? 
No. Do you know what dirt church is? No. <laughs> There's literally a church in the middle of the, like the trails in the woods. Really? And so uh, it's not the one on the hill. It, it, that's not. I mean, it's in. It's past Heaven's Bench, and basically, I think if you come, if you're if you're staring, standing at Heaven's, Heaven's Bench, like looking basically towards the woods, and it's to your right, I believe. Um, let's pull this up here. There's a map here. You think it'd be an easier quickly yeah, for me to pull up the map? Uh, was it Kitchell? Kitchell was a. You did that a couple times. Yeah. I'm actually super jealous. That's um. That's one of my favorite trails there. We did that midway or actually that was the last one we did before going into town and everyone was like oh my god i wish i had done this with fresh legs you know um or i wish we had gotten a shuttle basically back up to the top um uh, did you guys shuttle it all though you guys just climbed it i don't know how that works if anybody can tell is can you just pay to have that done because that would be like sure you know here's five bucks um yeah i don't know so why don't this let me open it larger right yeah, so that's not working. Um, yeah, how do we pull know, up? Um, there's been um, there've been a fair amount of people like trying to ride the whole thing. You saw that the other day really on cool, Instagram. Yeah. Who was that? Uh, I don't know. I, I think I linked to it. Um, yeah, in there, the hundred. What do you do? One hundred and eight miles. Yeah, I think it was one hundred and nine. Um, that is absolutely insane. Yeah. One hundred and nine miles in King. Oh, that um, that was it. Th- um, that wasn't Tom, was it? No, so Tom Parsons. Of- Dirtwire, he did, um, he and a, a few friends of his did uh, like a 60 mile day, which is which is a lot to begin with. Oh, here you go. 109.4 yeah. miles with a 13,000 elevation gain. So you basically did what Everest is, what, 29? You did half of Everest almost. Uh, he's got to go back and do it again then. 14 hours in a day. Yeah, I saw, okay, so I did see, I remember this now. They started out in the morning when it was dark, yeah. and they finished basically at dusk at dark with lights on too. Yeah. I can't imagine. So awesome day. I'd love to I'd love to go up there for something like that. Just ride and ride and ride all day long. How do you I don't understand how you can do that. Okay, so for people who don't know for ice cream halfway through the day. Yeah, but you've done (laughs) the what the the carabasset, right? Carabasset was rough. How many how how far was that? Uh that one was hundred K. I have a fifty K too. I highly recommend the fifty K. The hundred K hurt a lot. I don't know how I so I only did we did twenty three and a half when we went last time. I was smoked. How do you, I can't imagine doing 50. How do you like, I don't know. Do you have to pack food at that point or what? I was yeah, dying. You do, um, you do some cliff bars and stuff. Um, they, most of them, most of those like event style rides, they have a bunch of um, aid stations and stuff. So you, you get pretty well fed throughout the day. The food troughs. You yeah, stick much, your head in and just eat. M&M's. Uh, last one I did VT 50. They had just like little sliced baked potatoes. Oh my God! You serious? Salt. That sounds amazing. Delicious. You did the VT fifty this year? Yeah. Uh, we, <clears throat> a side unrelated note: We were at um, I want to hold on. So there's another bait. Uh, I used to call it a Shutney, <laughs> and uh, my friends hated it. So uh, hey, Redford, this one's for you. We were at a Scutney right uh, the week before the VT fifty. Yeah. Um, we're doing some tra- for the first time doing trail rides, and that place was incredible. Yeah. Um. So you, yeah, you're a distancer. I've only just got my teeth, my feet wet with the distances. The last one I did was the Freetown fifty. I only did the seventeen mile loop yeah and i was feeling okay after that and then that's why you know spurn let's do a little bit more at kingdom yeah, do, do a little more. and then i died like i obviously didn't eat well i think the night before properly i should have carp fueled up for it and i didn't, probably should have ate more in the morning i think that's, that really that's helped what back. it comes down to is making sure you're eating and drinking well yeah um, let me see if i can pull up a picture of part. dirt church for you too actually here um 
because it was absolutely hilarious and I do have a folder here for it. Um, I don't know actually what it's called or actually what it's doing there. Um, I don't really get it, but it was cool and it's literally just a full church. I can't find it right now. It's somewhere. It's the issue with taking too many photos yeah. is that once you take a billion photos, lost. you can't find even Google's like I'm searching for church and it's like, what do you, I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, here it is. Yes. Yeah. I've seen You've seen that. that. Okay. So we, I basically, we end up over there when we went up. every time I, we go there now, it's basically like, I want to go make a pilgrimage to uh dirt church, you know? Um, it's weird. It's just hanging out there. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I actually didn't go that time. That was at the end. And I was so dead that three of us were like, no, you guys can go do, they were going to go across the road and do like jaw, which is a skinny section. Um, I of course can't pull up a map here. Right. Um, Actually, we can just no. Is there's not a better way to pull up maps here? Trail maps. I'm trying to, I want to get something where we can actually view this. KT map. I just want to enlarge you. Same one. Just one. Oh, maybe that will work. Actually, uh, we can't see the names on this. This is see. This is a learning experience, Ed. Um, get your stuff organized beforehand. Save all your images to something. Um, I guess maybe they want us to pay for this. Uh, Is that, that it? That sounds about right. I wish I had brought my actual paper map. That would have been that would have been cool. Uh, this one's two thousand by eighteen hundred and fifty. Let's see if I can just zoom here. Yes. Oh, maybe this might work slightly. Okay, cool. So um, we started actually out back. We stayed on a condo near Burke Mountain, right? And we started out back and did basically. Let's see. It was a section here called Moose Alley. Yeah, supposedly that's that's some like brand new stuff this past year. That was um that was great. Also, I, but I will say it had basically been moist and rained. I think the night before, like misted, and that trail was so rooty that nice the first like yeah we got up there and we were like okay but it was a climb you know we got up there and, all right boys we're gonna go and within the first five seconds I was like oh my god like I just kept slipping and bouncing and I'm like I'm gonna die right now you know. <laughs> So actually, the guy uh, guy I was with Nick was like, "Hey, uh, you you go you going you're all over the place, man. Watch it." And I was like, "Go by me," because I was like, he was pushing, and I was like, "Just go," you know. Um, and I lowered my PSI after that. Um, probably a little too much, I think now, but it allowed never me to <laughs> never too, never too much. Riley's a fan of low low pressure and deforming over roots, you know. Um, it did help though. Um, but that was the only trail I think that was rooty. Everything else was kind of low and, and kind of moist and damp and dried up and perfect after that. Um, we made our way across this right here too. Um, we crossed over and got back down to like Troll Stroll, um, one of the T's and everything down there. We did, I think we did Troll Stroll first. We didn't do Tap and Die. Um, I think it was too wet and we were slightly sketched with the distance with between the, dye <laughs> the die part. I don't know why. We've <laughs> done, I've done it before. We've done it multiple times before. Um, Toadie's tour was really, really good too. That's the one I haven't done yet. That I've, was, I've done the other two, the Troll Stroll and the Tap and die. Oh, see, I think that honestly, Toadies was my favorite. Yeah, yeah. Um, the bench, the Burrington bench, going back up. Is that Bur- Bennington Burrington bench, right? I think it's Burrington. Yeah, I love that climb. Yeah, that one's pretty cool. The the top kicks up a little bit. Oh, it just dude, yeah. Doing this weaving stuff kicks up a little right, bit. I, I can do this. I can do this, and then you're in for some pain. You can think it's get close, and then it's just a straight up basically yeah. after that. Yeah. Uh, but it's super rewarding. I don't know. I've done it a couple times now. Yeah. Um, I still did it faster in my salsa than the other day. Yeah. I think it was basically towards the end of it, so I was getting kind of you know, beat. Um, after that, we actually worked our way down a 
across the river, which this was the most, probably arguably one of the most scenic, arguably one of the most scenic sections of it. You were flying next to a, a basically a river that was a crystal clear and it was nice. really, really good trails, just kind of blew at speed. And it brought us down into, I think, another climb. And we broke off here because it was one that was not as steep and one that was way steeper. Um, me and Redford retired and we're like, oh, we're going to take this slightly gradual switch back apart, you know. Um, but then we had come down the Sidewinder. And for people that don't know this, this is basically the berms here are higher than like berms I've seen in bike parks. Like it's it's insanity. I can't, They're massive and it's so they're so big that you G out when you come out to the bottom of it. It's something that I just, you have to be like experience it. It's something I've never seen anything like that in a nat, like outside of basically a park. Um, yeah, that that one's on the list for next time I go up there. You, I think you guys Maybe will on love that. This winter. Oh, that might be <laughs> super fun. It's basically like you're in a tube drifting on everything, right? <laughs> um, do they open? Are they open in winter? Uh, they have um, they have at least a few weeks where they have like their winter winter bike fat bike fest or something. I kind of want to get up there for winter. Yeah, I yeah, love that, it up there. It'll be a blast. It'll be chilly. Yeah, it'll be a blast. Did you guys get to the feed station that's in the woods? I mean, it wasn't open. But there's there's a shack around I think Violet's Outback and it's like a whole shop like there's food you can get stuff there and it's, the summer it was bumping like everybody collects at the bottom section huh. and you can go back up or you can go across. Um, did you guys break your day up? Like did you do some miles, stop for lunch, get some like at the uh, the hub I think it was called? Yeah, yeah, we stopped at um, we stopped at a little cafe in East Burke actually. Ooh, and, um, you know which one? Grab some sandwiches. Lottie. Uh, Lottie. Yeah. Ooh, that's a good one. Yeah. You get oh you guys did you guys eat there at all for dinner? No, no, we just did the lunch there. Shout to uh, Public House. I love you guys. Uh, that place is so good. And the sirloin tips, smothered and blackened. Oh, my God. <laughs> After a long ride, it was just, it kept me alive. Official you know? Ed Joy recommendation Every, for, uh, for your dinners. Get out there. Get, try it. And the, was it right the, the maple old-fashioned? If, if some of you are into drinking or, you know, maybe a glass after a ride, uh, highly recommended also. Speaking of maple, I think we've uh, we've neglected mentioning oh. the most important part of the Kingdom Trails trip. Making maple? Making maple. Oh, if you guys don't know who this is, there's uh, an older gentleman that sits out front of the visitor area, I think it was, the visitor center area. Yeah, I think he might move around a little bit. I mean, I would too, right? And uh, when it's nice out, I didn't see him when it was terrible, crappy out. But he, but it got nice one day, and he came out, right? Um, and what is what does he have to peruse? Ooh. Well, I mean, the, there's a classic uh, maple apple cider, which is obviously phenomenal. Yeah. It's if you want a nice hot drink. Yes. Uh, he's got all these little maple candies. The candies sure. are my, I think, my fa- absolute yeah. the bags of them. You were saying you were going to take a bag and use them as like trail food, right? I just literally was I, eating them as I was going, yeah. you know, yeah, instead of not? instead of goo blocks, you know. <laughs> To go natural. I don't know how bad or how good they were, how much sugar or how much calories I took, but I, I definitely needed it and it definitely kept yeah. me going. You know, um, you had the cider. I had a sample of the cider. I, I had the cider, um, and then I also sampled the lemonade. Yes, which was also delicious. The day I was up there, it was uh, it was a little too chilly for lemonade, so I went with the cider. But that maple lemonade, it's killer, right? Amazing. Yeah, uh, he, my friend had uh, I think Redford bought uh, maple cream to add to his coffees. I was like, oh, yep. that's actually genius. I always get shots of the syrup too, like the small little shot. He has small yeah. containers. Yep. I always get four or five and literally just sometimes just shoot it. <laughs> and you're like, what are you just drinking syrup? And I was like, that's amazing. Yeah, why not? Don't judge me. <laughs> I'm an adult. I can do what I want, you know. 
Um, but that was a great that was a great break too. And he actually yeah. he he remembered me. He was like, "Oh, you came back and you brought friends." I'm like, "That was months ago, man. How do you remember that? I can't remember anything that long." Yeah, that's so secret. Shout out to Making Maple. The guys with I think oh, it's yeah. Chris. Thank you. I appreciate that. And uh, just keep it up, man. I wonder if those are his sap lines in the other side. Yeah, that's that's a good question. So on the yeah, you can cross over and basically after the uh, dirt bench over on um, over by Kitchell actually. Yeah, There's some maple lines over there. If you go down um, Bill McGill, Sugar Shack, Sugar House, and go down Sugar Shack, right? Yeah, yeah. So you guys went down that way too. Yeah, we we were over there a little bit. This um, section is a really nice area too. They make a loop that um comes comes down this way. That's actually really cool to do too. Oh, down like John Knob, and you guys took Sugar Hill all the way through here. I'm guessing you did brought you all the way up to what? Bit all you went all the way up through this way, Widowmaker. Yeah, we did a little bit of Widowmaker. Um, Did you try Pines? Pines? Pines was good, right? Yeah, yeah, I would yeah, like that one a lot. Cool. Um, yeah, the some of the like little bridge things at the end after those berms are a little like they take you by surprise the first time. <laughs> I hate when something does that. And you're, you're like, not quite sure oh, sketch. Where you're going. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like uh, which? Yeah, where is the trail? I guess you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, some of that section was fast. Actually, this blue here was actually super fast. The Sugar House Run. We went for a rip down that, and it was some pretty yeah. decent speed. I was like, "Oh my god, this is shocking!" You know. Um, I although have to I call out of work tomorrow and go up there. Now we're thinking about it, right? <laughs> What's tomorrow's a Friday? Yeah, it's only a four-hour drive, right? Don't miss me. It wasn't that long. It was only six and a half coming back on the traffic. <laughs> oh my god! And this pouring rain. Oh, that, that brings me to another question: For six hours of riding in the rain in the back of my car, do I need to get my headset bearings creased or what? <laughs> is that bad? Uh, probably, yeah. Clean them up and maybe. I mean, I was thinking about that, and I was like, maybe I'll bring it by and have Riley redo it, you know, just for the hell of it. Um, I uh, so onto that, that topic related Kingdom Trails topic. That bike was great up there. I mean, all right. So, um, yeah, for those of you who don't know, yeah, God, <laughs> uh, we recently picked up uh, a Ritmo AF uh, aluminum frame in orange, in or in gorgeous orange. Gorgeous. I forget the actual name for it. It's the Great um, Pumpkin. The Great Pumpkin. Uh, it's an NX build, which honestly I've had no complaints with. The shifter feels slightly chintzier than, sorry, that's probably a bad way to say it, um, slightly cheaper than the GXs I've had or my Shimano's. Yeah. But it's not anything that I've noticed to a detriment, you know? Um, the only really thing I've noticed is it's probably the weight. It adds a decent amount of heft, I think, to the kit, you know, overall. Yeah. Um, I mean, I th- could definitely go lighter with everything. I don't know how much of a difference that would make in a cassette. Uh, it's probably a wash because I don't feel it. As soon as you get moving, Yeah. It, the weight disappears. Yeah. Um, and that bike crushed it up there. I was I was worried about going to a longer travel enduro bike for something that's more of like an XC, you know, area maybe, but it's the stream side of maybe XC, I think, you know? Yeah. Um, more of a trail bike category for you. So I thought it would be wobbly and kind of crappy, you know, maybe. But they tout it as, you know, being great. Everybody raves about the Ibis Geo. So I'm like, okay, how bad? Really can't be that bad, right? The Bob was not bad at all going up pedaling. Yeah. Only a couple times I'd firmed it up. It really wasn't that much of an issue. Um, Even just test riding that, because I, um, I, I ended up building that bike for him. Riley built it Thank you, Riley. <laughs> it came out amazing. Um, <laughs> even just like test riding that in the parking lot up some of the some of our little like it's kind of short little hill. Like you can you can feel the the responsiveness of it. Like you're you're not bobbing around as much as you should be for that kind of travel. It's surprising. Or, I guess as much as we're used to for that kind of travel. Yeah, for what you typically expect from an enduro yeah, bike, you know. Yeah. Um, and also, there is a coil in the rear. I did get the diamond, DVO diamond, uh, no, DVO DME, I think it was called. I don't know what the rear coil name is in that. I think uh, it's, 
It's like a bad bike owner now. I know, I know that it's a Diamond D1 up front. Yeah. But what's the rear coil on that? Uh, let me check out the build kit for it. Um, okay, so that's how we did that, by the way. I don't know how I did that, but it's much easier now. Um, hold on. We're going to Google this right now. Can you hear me typing on the mic? Excellent. This would be a great test of this. If anybody's listening and is getting super annoyed by this, yeah. Also, you feel free to at Lift Talk Podcast to tell me to, you know, stop messing around. Um, we'll edit it in post. Get it together, yeah. So uh, here is the NX build. And let's see. So we get the coil rear. Where's the option? Red. Can I not pick this? Shock. Here we go. It's a DVO Jade X coil. Jade, Sorry yeah. about that. Um, I love that thing. It came... I don't know if you done, had done any setup to it previously. No. It, almost no, out of the it, box. It's that was, great. That was the stock spring that they put on that one. So. I think it's a 450-pound spring. Um, I think I've Googled it at some point. Uh, but I added some preload to it, and it's been great. It sits in the travel and just... it's. <laughs> It's a, I've never had a, I've never run the coil before, you know, so I didn't yeah. know what to expect. Yeah. And it keeps the rear end so much more planted than I would have expected. Um, it's also with the airbag, the air shock in the rear, my sauce when I'm riding it, even with the rebound set pretty good, it's still got a little bit of a kick back in the rear yeah. slightly. And this is just, it just stays down. You can feel it breaking when, you know, um, excuse me, breaking with this, it's not an issue with the rear brake check at all. It just stays planted. It'd be I, interesting to see, like, if you were to swap out on that Ripmo, same bike, same travel, just switch out to an air shock, see how it feels. I've, from everyone that I've talked to, the, the coil feels phenomenal. I've had zero, I was super, super apprehensive about it because I'm used to an air shock and I like the, you know, more of a climbing. I climb a lot too, you know. I was worried it would affect that, but it really did not. And even on the road climbs, uh, I was like, okay, I'm locking it out now. Yeah. <laughs> it was basically a hardtail. It was, it was yeah. great. It was really, really, really solid. Um, the only issue I did notice, actually, though I will say, is that I don't know if it's me not being used to the Geo or how the bike differs from this, you know, from mine with the head angle, is that the front felt super hunty. Like it didn't know where it wanted me to go at low speeds going up. Like the front yeah. had some yeah. wander. And I don't know if that's me not waiting the front over properly because it's a slightly different setup and that the stem is shorter than that you know that's yeah that's usually um one of the big things you're compromising on with with like that slacker head tube or just a just a longer travel bike in general is you're on those climbs you're you're first of all you're you're pretty far back and second of all just that that um that kind of slack head tube angle isn't going to be super conducive to tracking in a straight line uphill I don't know. I think I hopefully I can adjust to it decently yeah. enough to make yeah. it, you know, work workable. Um, but as soon as you added some speed, that's all it wanted to do was yeah. go fast. It's just like give me some, it gets compl- it extremely compliant. It's just it's almost telepathic. I've had m- more confidence on that bike initially than this. Also, took me about eight months to a year to actually feel like I was one with the bike. Yeah, and this was almost instantaneous. It was like an old fret, like it was like some, you know, like it was. I you, I adjusted it immediately to it. It was incredible. Yeah. Um, the only thing I might change, the only thing I was looking at maybe is adding a one seventy dropper instead of the one fifty to get a little bit more, maybe increasing the stem yeah. length slightly. You ever, around here at least, we're we're in southeast Massachusetts. We don't have many uh, many descents around here. So around here, you you think a uh, hundred mil travel on a dropper? That's that's enough. 
Yeah. And then, yeah, you go up to go up to somewhere where they have a little bit of elevation and you, you want that extra like inch. Yeah. Big time. <laughs> yeah. It definitely comes in handy. Yeah. Um, especially on some of the downs where, where you get a lot rowdier. Like I remember Kitchell had a couple of tabletops yep. and I was like, Oh my God, it felt nice to get that thing out of the way. Yeah. You know? Um, so yeah, that was, it blew me away and I can't wait to get back up there with it again. It was heavier. I think at the end of the day, I was probably a little bit more tired than my carbon salsa. If I had been lugging that around because that thing is an absolute rocket ship and it's light and it, and it had no issues there. Yeah. Um, I would love to actually take both and do back to back runs, multiple runs on the same things and see how it feels compared and see the timing differences possibly. I don't know if I'm good yeah. enough for the time would make a difference, but it'd be interesting. Yeah, it'd be to see. interesting to look at. Um, I loved it up there. The whole, and the, Another thing I want to bring up is that the atmosphere there is absolutely epic. It's just everyone is in the same bikes, bikes, bikes mentality. Yeah. Yeah, Every everyone's car. Everyone's there for the same thing. Yeah. It's, it's the Macon Maple guy. <laughs> Don't forget it. Oops. Shout out to Chris. Yeah. Go up there and see him. We're telling you it's good stuff. Um, everyone had bikes in their cars. Everyone racks. Everyone had sick rides. Um, bike. The food places were all bike oriented. The whole town was everything bikes. Um, yeah. the, we went to Burke with first group ride we did up there and that was a good mountain it was smaller but it was super fun they have a lot of wood features and what with a giant wall ride i love too and i want to go back and do that rainbow off camber like into a berm kind of thing if you i recommend getting up there it's not it's different than the ones that we have that we've been to like thunder or highland or something like that and i don't know if you've been to killington i have not been yet no so you should check you need to check that out too yeah um if anybody out there hasn't been to KT, if you can, absolutely you get make, there. Make a trip out of that. It is it, so. I I will say as well that it. a day trip is cool. But yeah. You can make a weekend of it. You went for a day, right? That. Yeah, we we did a day. We actually went for Friday and Saturday, and we got rained out Sunday because it just poured. Yeah. Um, and it was good to be able to come and crash there, and maybe it can ride the next day. Yeah. You know? Um, my friend and I, had Sam, actually, we shot over to Stowe before we went up early. Thursday, and uh, we were like, let's go to Stowe. And there's he's found a campground over there. It's the last weekend it was open. We had a spot. I'm like, I'm just going to sleep in my car overnight and we'll get up in the morning and ride. And he directed me to this place he'd ridden the day before called Katie Hill State Forest, I think it was. And that place absolutely blew me away. I, we're going to get off topic here for a second, but I mean, it'll tie it back in because we actually went to KT after. But um, that place was insane for like a just trail system yeah, in the it's, woods. It's cool how there are so many of these little little systems popping up too that are like taking inspiration from all these places that have been around for a long time. Even, um, what is it? Loon mountain is getting, getting their own like downhill stuff. I've heard about that from too. The, from the Highland guys. Um, the same trail builders, right? We mentioned Carabasset a while ago and that, that place is growing phenomenally that like a, at an amazing rate. Um, and they're all kind of springing up up there. A lot of these like ski mountains are kind of catching on and, awesome to see well i mean global warming right there's gonna be no more snow true might as well go mtb <laughs> right mtb all year round <laughs> dirt pow was on the loam shelf you know um yeah so i'm i'm this is it only bodes well for us you know yeah um whoever d- maintains those trails up there thank you i don't know if it's vmba or who does that but whoever yeah, does that trail i appreciate it it's really really good we took another what was it florence florence was a one and bear the out trail were probably two of my favorite ones. And we, were, we weren't there long. It was only like an hour ride before we got in the car and went over to KT. Yeah. But it was such a different experience and very similar, like kind of trail trail riding. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I highly recommend that place too. That was great too. That was a great day to actually do it there and then go KT, do some skills park and then do some trails in it. Yeah. Skills park at KT is actually kind of fun too. Yeah, their little, uh, little pump track. And they have like a little jump yeah. line too, you know? Yeah. Um, I like the dual slalom. We <laughs> raced that. That's, that is fun. I wish that more places had that. Yeah, that, that one's one of those disciplines that uh, has never really been big. Yeah, it's super fun to do with your friends. Like we yeah. would, Burke had a dual slalom kind of track. Yeah. And we were doing kind of like little heats and it was super fun, you yeah. know. But uh, beyond that, I don't see it being super like no, it's, popular. It's not the most practical of bicycling disciplines. Yeah. You need, you need to take really good care of a track and you need to sit around and wait for a bunch of people to do it one at a time. So, I mean, I guess two at a time. Yeah. Dual slalom. It was good. <laughs> dual keyword dual, there, right? Um, I absolutely recommend go staying there overnight. Yeah, by the way, at yeah, KT, absolutely. that's the way to go. Make yeah. a weekend out of it. Um, oh. The other thing we were talking about, not to get too far off the uh, yeah, we're already off the whole with the rail, yeah. mountain bike side of things, but we're bring up the gravel bikes too because there's a lot yeah. of dirt roads up there. That would be a, a blast. You must have been salivating, huh? A little bit. Yeah, little bit. all the dirt roads everywhere. <laughs> like I could ride that for oh, hours. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, every time I go up north like that, it's just looking off into the woods. There's so, some double track there. There's a dirt road there. Somebody actually told me that was up there local when we were at um, Scotney the second time. It was night. We did a quick climb up the switchbacks and down just for, you know at the nighttime. And he said to look up like the Vermont E nine one one maps, right? So I'll, I don't know. I forget his name. Nice, super nice guy and his girlfriend were there talking to us, and he was a local. He's like, check those maps out because a lot of the un they have to. He's like Vermont is anal, I guess, about getting their stuff mapped out for trails for emergencies, right? Huh. Which makes absolute sense, you know. So that every time you build or add a trail, you have to submit. You have to nice. submit it to them. So I took a look at it and zoomed in. There is a ton of hidden stuff on there yeah. that looks amazing. He keyed me into another ride near uh, Scotney that's on the other side of something else, and it looks just as epic as any of the rides over there. Yeah. And uh, so that's a little pro tip: is that the E nine one one maps in Vermont might be able to kind of fill in a lot of space. Huh. It might be yeah. show you a lot more gravel roads yeah. you can kind of take a look at. It, that's the issue though. Vermont's amazing, but it's so far, so far away, and it's yeah. November yeah, now. For us, it's for us, it's tough to get to. <clears throat> Let's just crowdsource a house. You get like thirty <laughs> MTB like lovers. We get a decent sized house, and we'll all timeshare. Timeshare it. Is, uh, all right. Anyone out there interested <laughs> in uh, timeshare? Uh, starting, uh, you get the week that no one can go up. Yeah, how's that? That's that's what you get. <laughs> if you want, you're interested. You get the week of the worst weather. <laughs> It's going to be rainy. Bring a jacket and we'll get all the sunny stuff. Actually, you know what? I don't even care. I'll go up in the winter. I'll go up in the fall. I'm down. Um, yeah. If you guys want to pitch in at lift talk podcast, hook it up. We'll get a Venmo going, you know, get some donations. How does that work on a Patreon? I don't know. I don't know. We don't have a Patreon yet. What do we need one? We can't do a podcast on Patreon, right? We're not doing videos yet. Maybe, maybe. I don't know. I don't know anything. Well, about this, this is, I think this is going right. I don't know. I don't know if I have to press this right. Let's take a look. The battery in it, battery's dead. You gotta uh, be kidding me. Well, that happens. Well, next time we'll have a video of us talking into mics. I can't believe I just did that, right? <laughs> well, actually, that's typical. Oh, well. All right. Um, but yeah, maybe we can do something like that. We'll do videos at some point. Yeah. The editing is it's time consuming, dude. Like, I've yeah. took some also, well, that's, that's why you stream. Yeah, that's why you stream it, right? And it's right there and it's done, you, you know, check it up there. I screwed up last time where I was recording the opposite sessions I wanted, and it was actually super a bummer. Uh, um, that's classic. Yeah. So, um, 
Let's go back to KT at some point. I'm going to quit my job and just go bum out there and live there yeah. forever. Yeah, let's do it. Bye, guys. Bye, life. Bye, responsibilities. See you all. Um, all right. So let's get to another segment here. I want to call. I call this one. What's up or what's going on with you? You know, what's up? Mm. What flavor coffee is that? Up dog? What's that? I don't know. Nothing. What's up with you? Huh? No. Damn it. What, and what I mean by this is what's up with you now? What are you up to? You know, what are you getting into bike related? Do you have any things you're looking forward to or what? Um, and I figured we, we have a nice amount of guests. Maybe that can come in and start talking and filling out the section might be kind of cool, but we'll yeah. see, I guess we can always, you know, get rid of it. Um, so what are you up to now? Yeah. What are you up? What's up, man? What's up with you? As far as, uh, the biking stuff goes, um, I mean, definitely looking at the winter and getting the fat bike out. Yeah. That's, that's going to be fun. Cause we've got, um, I'm looking at that kingdom trails, uh, winter fest stuff. That looks like a blast. Was there another one you were telling me like winter apocalypse? Winter woolly. Winter woolly. Winter woolly is at Highland. Highland. They open up the downhill trails for a day. So you have, when you have a Surly is your fat bike? Yeah. Surly ice cream truck. Shout out to Sam, by the way, who also has a Surly ice cream truck that he's trying to sell me, but it's a size medium. Delicious. Sorry, Sam, it's too small. I don't even think it was his. He was trying to sell it for somebody else too. It was kind of funny. <laughs> you son of a bitch, Sam. Um, so, oh, yeah, I kind of want to do that. that kind I kind of want a fat bike. Fat bikes, and I've been I've been scoping out places around here too um, that are a little. You get, the The trick with the the fat biking, especially when the snow gets really deep and you get really, really snowed in, is to find a place that's well traveled enough, but not too well traveled. So you need you need people to be packing it down, but you don't want you don't want people walking around in it when it's mushy. So maybe something like Massasoit, but it might be too much foot Massasoit traffic. Massasoit is probably too much foot traffic. So there's like okay. you find some like double track areas, um, maybe some bogs and stuff around the area. The truck has that, gone down or something. Yeah, you get, it slightly. you get a little bit of traffic on it to pack it down, um, and then hopefully no one else once it gets packed down. Is it fun? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Because you have no control. <laughs> see, that's not, see, that's right up my Terrifying with no control. I'm in. It's really that slidey. It can be, yeah. Excellent. Yeah. Um, it's awesome. There's something about. I mean, first of all, you get yeah, your picturesque like the the fresh snowfall and it's all quiet and all that. Um, and then you get like you look back and you see just your trail into yeah. the fresh snow. That's pretty cool. Um, but yeah, when you get when you get it all groomed, I mean, there's something. There's something about like the price for failure, not being like slamming your head into a tree, but slamming your head into a snowbank. That's like, I can see the attraction of that opens up a little bit. Coming from somebody who crashes a lot. (laughs) I can definitely see the attraction of that softer landings. Exactly. Yeah. Wetter and colder landings. Yeah. But it's okay. (laughs) That oof, but not something breaking. Hopefully. Yeah. Maybe I should get into, I should get into fat bikes, huh? Oh, God, it's too many bikes. I need more room. Add it to the list. Add it to the list. Grab a bike. Uh, journeyman, and now I need a, a Surly ice cream truck or something like a Trek Farley. Oh, yeah. 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 Something fat. I think I'd get a fork, too, just so I can ride in the, in the summer if I want. Is that yeah. weird? Is that weird? Nah. <laughs> ride a fat bike in the summer? No. People do that all the time. I just, weird. I just rode it like two weeks ago. Yeah. So you are, you're, you're itching for the winter, huh? I, a little bit. The... Not the not the bad part of winter. <laughs> I'm still in denial. I want my fall to last as long want, as possible. What you want from a winter is about a, you want one snowstorm, right? Yeah. The snow is perfect for a week, and then it just goes away. <laughs> it's, it 
it's sunny for two weeks, and then maybe you get another dose of that winter here and there. The problem, spring. Yes. Yeah. The problem that we get with winter is usually with winter biking, at least around here, just because the temperature is so wacky, it, it never lines up right. You get like maybe a day window where the biking is going to be awesome, and then the next day it's like raining or something. It's like nonsense. gray slush for like six months. Or like sheet ice. Yeah. Yeah. Which is not fun. I've tried to ride on it. It's no. actually not fun. You know, I it thought it wouldn't be that terrifying. bad. Yeah. I want to get some studs for it. You know, yeah. that would be cool. Um, all right. Um, what else are you up to? Anything? Um, yeah. I mean, I've got um, got some some maple wheels on the way that are going to be really cool. What are you putting I'm more maple wheels on right now? Uh, that's actually on my new like salsa warbird. Oh, you're going to go light with that? Is that carbon? That's carbon, yeah. So you're going to lighten yeah, everything I'm, up. I'm going to try to go like all race mode with it. Now, what um, color are that? It's white. Yeah, that's, that's a cream. It's a white bike. Yeah. A little bit of accents here and there. Um, I've got a nice white carbon stem on there. Ooh, I saw that. I saw films yeah. of that and I was like drooling yep. the other day. Oh. I'm going to do wheels. Uh, there might be some custom paint involved, some mm. white decals on there. To be, to be detailed later, to yes. be continued. Yeah. Interesting. I can't wait to see that actually. Yeah. I like the little custom touches you have in yours too. Oh yeah, it's gonna be sweet. To, try to make it uh, make it distinguishable. So when someone steals it, you can track them. Down. <laughs> it's definitely mine, buddy. It's carved my initials on this. Nobody has this. No. I'm looking at my first set, maybe in the spring. I'm yeah. gonna put some on the salsa. I'm gonna trash. Well, not trash them obviously, but I'm gonna beat them over the winter in the salsa, and I think get some maples in the spring. Yeah. Um, although hopefully by then they make a wider one. Maple, if you're listening, can you make a 35 <laughs> millimeter rim, please? I would appreciate it. Thank you. <laughs> I don't really want to go smaller, I guess. I kind of like my 2.5 wide WTs, you know? Yeah. Um, so. Wide rims are the future. But we'll see. I mean, we'll see. Because yeah. apparently you can use smaller ones and it's probably fine. I don't know. Yeah. We'll see when it comes. Um, maple. Shout out to Maple Wheels. They're amazing. Yeah. I've been drooling over them for a while. <laughs> with a nice anodized hydro hub or something like that. Cool oh. the K. I think it's lighter. It spins up nice, too. Yeah. Um, what am I up to lately? Uh, playing bikes, yeah. Um, recently, just bought a Ritmo we talked about, Ritmo AF, aluminum frame. Um, and I've just kind of getting to the point now where I'm just getting familiar with it. Like, we took it up to KT. I've taken it to Thunder. Um, I took it to Killington. Um, shredded everything, handled everything. Incredibly. The ju- it got so jumpy. It was so fun on that jump line at Gronk, too. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah. I, uh, we went. We also then sent Hollywood. Um, oh, that was like Gronk on steroids, by the way. Yeah. I've never been more terrified and get more air if I step up in my entire life. You know, like it was amazing though. Um, but I really haven't done any trail riding outside of like KT. I want to do some trail riding around here in the home, basically home tracks of Massasoit, um, Swansea. And I want to see how that directly compares to the routes I've taken. I also want to take it up to Duxbury at some yeah, point because I yeah, love it up there. Um, that's a hidden gem out here, I think. And a lot of people don't give it respect, but I've been out there a couple of times, and it's super pretty sick, actually. Yeah, I think. yeah it's, it's got uh, some cool stuff. They throw in some good features. Yeah. Um, it's one of those places that's low T cool, you know? Like uh, sometimes you get, I do the same loops of Mass and I'm like, ah, eh, but you can mix it up there so much that yeah. it just makes it so awesome and buried, you know? Yeah. Um, so I want to get out and do some trail riding on that. Um, I was thinking about putting together, um, another thing I was working on is maybe doing like a damage stickers for your bike. We talked about this earlier, like a color form yeah. kind of, so it's not like a permanent mash, like a bandaid or stitches or an oopsie, uh, oopsie daisy. I like the flower idea, a little different, you know, for scratches. Cause I recently got a scratch <laughs> on my rip. Okay. So unre- this is not my fault, 
by the way, like nothing is ever my fault, right? I'm usually like I F this up pretty bad, but I this was not me. Um, I had gotten the slash in the sidewall at some point on a rundown Hollywood, okay, by a weird landing. I boosted a jump and I came down and the thing just splatted, basically just squished and just got squirrely and I dumped completely off the side, right? So I'm just laying there and I, the bike's cut. I caught the bike and I'm holding it basically. And my friend Redford's behind me just comes fly. I'm looking up on my back under the jump basically. And he comes flying over basically in midair. Looks like he screams at me. You okay? As he's flying over me. It was the most surreal thing. And I'm like, yeah, I'm fine. Just keep going. I'll, I have CO2, you know? Um, so I got up and I aired up my cartridge and it's just blowing out the tear. And I'm like, yeah. oh man, this is going to suck. So I basically just kind of, Moved it around, sloshed it around, and then just put as much air as I could, as hard as pumped it up as much as I yep. could, and then just and went just for rips, right? Yeah. yeah. And I was dumb because I was actually hitting them hard after that, and I was like, probably shouldn't have done. And it flattened out again, like halfway down. So I'm like, I got a couple more jumps, but it's that was trash at the end of the day. We actually got the plug, and we, but that was it. That was done. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was, uh, that was actually ridiculous on that bike. I, I could not get over that. If you've never done that, I get on something that's maybe a little bit more. Uh, capable. <laughs> Give it, uh, if that's your thing, you know, like I said, I might be a jumpy, sandy one, and like a moron. I don't think that's more of Riley's thing. I think Riley's more of a flow, ripping the flow and tech trails. You know. Yeah, I keep the keep the wheels on the ground. I'm I'm happy with that. Yeah. So long and short, as I scratch my beautiful Ritmo, um, email them for touch up paint, and Chuck Ibis actually got back to me, yeah. and he's like, we don't even have that yet. So get me with me in a month. Um, not that it matters because it's just gonna slight corrosion of anything but not really much because it's aluminum yeah. it's just bugging me uh, i put some clear th- protection over it now it's gonna <laughs> do you know because i'm vain i guess um but yeah i want to get little stickers that cover little scratches like that um and i want to do like the old batman sound effects like the yoink oof you know like splat those would be good yeah i think it would yeah. look cool you know um but yeah that's not base that's basically all i'm up to lately and uh podcasting trying to figure this out yeah see, um, see how this goes I think this sounds okay. I think Audacity is still recording, right? I hope so. Oh, I hope so. Yeah, that would have been so bad. Um, and we got a good amount of material, I think. Um, if anybody likes this, hit us up, follow us at Lip Talk Podcast. At some point, I think we'll probably do like maybe a separate account, like at Lip Talk Podcast underscore Riley or something. We'll break it down like yeah. that. Um, well, actually, I'll set up a, G- a Gmail account or an email account or something like that for us. Um, super easy to do. Um, yeah, maybe. Uh in the future, we were talking about doing. We, we wanted to do a build stream for for Ed's Ripple. I think which oh, didn't, timing didn't line up. Oh, but, um, can we do another one at some point? Yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll just take your bike. I'll and tear it all down. <laughs> Actually, yeah, <laughs> it's maintenance, it right? That's good, right? <laughs> or I'll just. I guess I'll just have to buy a bike. Exactly. I'll have to buy a journeyman. <laughs> can we do that? Yeah. And build up a journeyman. Oh, we missed Eli's dead with build too. We did. That'd yeah. be cool. Yeah. All right, so we'll, we'll, we should do that. Keep, keep tabs on that. We'll be uh, be trying to figure out what to do. If we get a build stream, we'll, we'll announce it. When, and uh, I think that would be so cool to see yeah. do it too, right? Yeah. Um, where could we do that? Was there a space? We should do it here. <laughs> the library. I'm sure they love that, right? Oh, shout out to Lakeville Library for letting yes. us use this yeah, quiet this room. Is, this is pretty good. I like this. This yeah, might so be... Uh, we'll, when we go outside the quiet room, we'll see uh, how loud we've actually been. Exactly. Uh, if they hate us. Give us weird looks. If they're squinting at me. Yeah. Yeah. I usually get that <laughs> before people know me and after people know me too. You know. Um, so this, this was great, man. Uh, thanks yeah. for coming out and doing this. This is the first time we've done Thank this, you. and we yeah. decided just to hey, just go ahead and do it. Yeah, um, just give it a go. Uh, give us a follow if you like it. Um, we're going to release a couple of episodes all at once, so it'll be a kind of a batch of content, and then we can give us a little bit more time to kind of make more. Um, so this is what's it's now late October. It's October thirty first. 
Yes. Wow. Spooky. 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 Ooh. Spooky. Put some Halloween sound effects in the beginning, right? Um, and maybe, uh, hopefully, we can get a couple more of these done over the next two months um, and get them out maybe the first of the year, I'm hoping. I don't think that's probably doable because it's only two yeah. months and it should be. I'll give yeah. you some, you know, we'll get some editing done and we'll get something out there. Um, still working on logos. I have a couple of running around. I'm trying to work with somebody I think is a couple graphic designers, but I haven't gotten anything that's going to be like I'm happy with yet. Um, I want to get something on there and get shirts, limited, super limited runs of shirts, stickers, bottles, something stupid like that just to get, you know, people want to buy it. Um, and it's just going to be go back in towards this, you know, equipment yeah. or if we want to go like a trip and do review something, you know, do reviews of a place or get out somewhere for gas, like it'll be basically for this. Um, so I'm not looking to get like my face out there. I just want the, this to do well and have like a funded kind of way to go do stuff. You know, how cool yeah, would that I mean, be? I mean, the jacuzzi would help too. I mean, loves the jacuzzi, right? <laughs> that sweet hot tub outside. Oh, uh, that was another thing that they were, by the way, unrelated tangent, but the, our hosting at the condo told us that the, uh, told us that the hotel lets you do, hot tubs for five bucks just go in and use the hot tub after and we were actually right next to the hotel we didn't do it yet i don't know why we didn't do it i don't know well, everybody was probably drinking too much or uh, too tired but you can go and get a five dollar hot tub there wow. um i highly recommend after a, a long day at kt um so i guess that's it right yeah. for now uh, play out the, the do we have, outro music do we have outro music yet i think i have outro music yeah <laughs> you're gonna provide us with outro music <laughs> I'd like to thank anybody who actually listened to this. Um, and I'd like to thank Riley for coming out and taking this time out of his day um, to come chit chat. Um, it's something we've been talking about. And I'm glad we finally did it. You know, um, again, shout out at lift talk podcast. Give us a follow. Um, and I guess we'll see you later. Do we have a sign offs? Do you have one? Uh, this is uh, catch you later. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm keeping that one. Smash that like button. Smash that like button. Hit subscribe. Hit subscribe. Get the notifications. Uh, yeah. I don't think I'm getting that YouTube app, YouTube ad money yet, though, you know? Monetize this. Monetize this. Oh, that means I have to edit my swears. Oh, no. All right, guys. We'll see you later. Have a good day.